Jeremiah wanders. Jeremiah wanders. Wanders. Wan that would be your road version of this show. It could be. Jeremiah wanders. wanders. Just change it. Just, a little, just the A. Yeah. Produced by the Hat Boys. Hat Boys. <laughs> We've been How hat did we, when did we come up with that one? I think we saw each other... Um, as we always do with the clubs and we were both wearing hats one night and we both it was the exact same style and fit and everything like you know the flat brim yeah, yeah. almost probably the same color yeah, you even. had long hair and i was like uh -huh. hat bias. Hat we bias. and then we just kept calling each other hat bias. For, basically for years now oh yeah. Yeah, Dude, yeah the best is having like an inside you know inside nickname with somebody you know oh yeah you got some good ones some some good inside nicknames yeah hmm like, give me some people that you have, like, a nickname for. I'm trying to think of who who I have good... Like, when you see, let's say, Adam Ray, or when you see Josh Wolf, when you see Bobby. I, well, sometimes when I see Adam, I'll go... Because when he does his music improv, he he will sometimes do this voice. It's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one, dude. He comes Tony Danza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little Danza. bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got different greetings with different, different comedy peeps. Yeah, I think yeah that's the, why I think too. Yeah, the way I see them. You I got, call, you got a good one? Well, I call Adam, what do I call, I call Adam Crank or Duck Babies because we, yeah, call him Crank. There was a guy on the road we met, just some fucking crazy guy that was like a local comic. Yeah. Um, in Montana, it was like one of the first headlining gigs I think Adam and I were doing, and we did it together. We like co-headlined. It was uh, Lucas Seeley's gig. I don't know if you remember. In oh, in dude, Montana. yeah. I love that gig. Yeah, this was like so 10 far. years ago, 12. Yeah, By the way, time. you look like one of the coolest guests I've had on maybe ever. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. I think it must be the way, just, just the shades. <laughs> It's probably the shades. <laughs> as soon as you my take them eye. off, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, dude, I'm starting to get like weird shit going on with my eyes. So you're in Montana? Yeah, so we're in Montana, but yeah. I call Adam Crank because of this this crazy like open mic guy that that was like asking us the weirdest questions. Because I don't yeah. know if you remember how Lucas used to have the show set up. He would uh, have a bunch of like the local open micers in Montana come and ask the headliners questions. And some oh, of them were he cool. Did, like, he didn't do that when, when I did it. That's interesting. Yeah, dude. I think he stopped it because of fucking Crank. Because <laughs> Crank would go, hey, man, I'm Crank. I'm the bullet comic. And, you know, they had all these, like, things for himself and shit. Right. He's like, I don't mind going first, man. So I'm the bullet comic. He used to wear, like, a bullet around his neck. And he just would ask me and Adam, like, these crazy, like, most of the other guys were respectful and they really wanted to know about comedy. But this guy just was was just fuck he was like all right man i got a joke man they kicked me out of a festival because of this joke man he so goes, he's trying to run his material rather yeah, than yeah, like yeah. being there for the right reasons like almost weird stage time dude it was so and it was so his jokes were so crass and like so just really dirty and dark and then he wouldn't know why he got like kicked out would of he the... say his name after he did the joke no okay. no no yeah. he didn't have that one but <laughs> okay i love it when people crank. say yeah crank, crank. skeezy <laughs> yeah remember yeah. skeezy oh, of course skeezy baby i wonder what happened to skeezy have you, have you heard from the guy uh well we didn't talk before so that's hilarious <laughs> i would see him and i'm like okay yeah for the listeners or the viewers we had a guy at the comedy store the moment when jeremiah and i were starting out yeah who he was probably been there for way before we were there no he'd been there for a while because sandy had his impression of him oh yeah sandy does a great skeezy yeah skeezy yeah 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 and he'd, he would he would uh do his name after every time he did a punchline he'd go skeezy what's up motherfuckers uh -huh. or something. same with uh do you remember dave Berger? yes Bur i'm he, burger i'm burger yeah burger I'm burger 
Berger was like a teacher, I think, on the side. Yeah. Which I couldn't fathom. I was like, how the fuck is this guy? That always blew my mind. Like when I, you would see comedians that they're like, yeah, it's my day job. I'm a teacher. You're like, you're a teacher? Do you just completely turn off this persona during the day? Because this is terrifying if you're teaching youth. Right? <laughs> like how does Berger and like the shit he would say, I was like, dude, how does this translate? And then you go and just become a teacher all of a sudden it was like like, this is the pythagorean theorem i'm (laughs) burger he's saying his his, his name after every uh, lesson jesso 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 so that's that yeah dude so nicknames are fun to do with i love doing that i think i give maybe i give people nicknames a little too early you know, before What's you, the earliest you've ever given someone, uh, like on a job interview, you, you start to give yeah, someone, yeah, go, someone Hey, Danarino. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I think so. I don't know. Because sometimes I'm a little, yeah, I can get a little too friendly too fast, maybe. I don't know. And some people, because, you know, we're comics and shit, and some people aren't like that. I have done that before uh, at one of the schools that I went to, like for... Uh, the, a public school I went to for a semester, I went too hard in the paint, like, hey, hey, hey. I literally left the school after a semester. I was like, I bombed. Yeah, you I just went, you came in hot. I came in way yeah, too yeah, hot. Yeah. And they were like, like, who the fuck is yeah. this new guy, yep. dude? That's exactly, because I, I got confidence from the year before for, at the middle school. And I was like, oh, dude, I was killing it over there. Let me try this other school. Yeah, yeah. Let me take what I knew from that, what was working. And then I just came in way too hot. And people were like, this dude's obnoxious. Just kicked it up a notch. And they mm-hmm. were like, no, thanks. No, pranks. thank you. Yeah, they're like, hey, man, keep it moving. <laughs> I'm like, Jeremiah, right. keep on wandering. Keep on wandering. You are not welcome here. <laughs> That's great, dude. <laughs> I like your style. Man. I like all you. You got a good style about you. Yes. This is great, though. Your studio is fucking dope. Thanks, man. You know, I always I was wondering, like, where do you do it? yeah and then this is to come to find out that you produce it all yourself and it looks great it's uh it's the narnia of uh the podcast world just looks like a normal place on the outside and then (laughs) damn that's fucking dope right wait do you see my wait do you see my oh that's what that reminds me of hey little girl let me tell you something i want to have sex with your garbage can what was that last one I want to meet you in a garbage can and have sex with it. Have sex with it. Dude, effects make everything so much nicer. So much nicer. Style. Style. Yes, confidence. There's a billboard of an Iranian guy. There's a billboard of some Iranian guy. His name is Amir. Let me use this mic, dude, to explain this. And it, and he always, he, it's like a self-serving um, billboard. I don't know what it's for. There's no like, there's no like service or no other thing. It just says Amir and it's a picture of him. And it says, style, style, he's confident. And I just never understood what, the, what it was for. Have you photoshopped yourself on that billboard? Yet? I have. How did you know this? Because I, I just know you. <laughs> I did. Oh, it's so good. I did. I actually did. Somebody sent it to me, and I was like, "This is too good not it's, to fucking put it." Yeah, of course. Yeah, easy, dude. You put your head right there, and easy. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Billboard. <laughs> I want to do all my jokes like this. Okay, so what's one example of like a, a joke you'd be willing to tell? In that voice. Hey man, you know, last year was rough. Huh? Yeah, I had to get my dog a seventy-two hundred dollar surgery. Okay, yeah. Yeah, fake tits aren't cheap. 
Yo, when that worked, it worked. Damn, cut. Yeah. Music is the spice of life. Is this auto? Is this auto tune? That's an auto tune. Everything makes sense. Me gusta la mota. What did you just say? I like weed. Oh, in the Spanish. Yeah. Yo fumo mota. El fuma mota. I don't know if we're conjugating the verbs correctly. Yo no sé. Yo no sé qué pasó, pero hay mucha sangre. I don't know what happened, but there's a lot of blood. That's what that means, dude. This welcome to Bienvenido a Español en Auto Tune. Jeremiah Wonder. What do you wonder about the most? Ah, tortugas. Turtles in the half shell. Turtle power. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I would love if they did had if they redid the uh, the theme to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, like I want to hear the Spanish version of it. I think you just did it. Ninja Yeah. I don't know. We both just got canceled for not knowing what for that is. For not knowing like what it, yeah, how to do it. Yeah. Teenage, how do you say teenager? I don't know. Dude, I do the same thing. Like There's you certain just words where I'm like, Ugh. if I don't know the word, I'll just do the word in, in a Spanish accent. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, teenager. 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 You're not teenager. You're not teenager. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, if I don't know the word, like if I'm in like wherever, you know, and I'm trying to speak the language, if I don't know the word, I'll just say it in that, you know. That's what my wife's uh, mom does. Like, like at Chinese restaurants and stuff like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that, that's just, where it gets borderline. Just start to order like with a like an Asian accent sometime, and my wife and I are like, "Oh no!" Yeah, dude, my dad will do that too sometimes, and it comes off. And I go, "Dude, I think it's that sounds a little bit like a little racist." Right, right, right. <laughs> but the, my dad is constantly the guy who's like, "Where are you from?" Yeah. And, and then, it's, and then it's they crazy say, because, then, you know, but, but your dad probably doesn't mean it in like a in no, no. malicious uh, way no, or no. anything, but sometimes to them, it comes across like why this guy, if guy's... it's a younger person, it does. If it's someone who is more our parents age that they, they get it because they've, they've heard that their whole life and they're right. like, no, everybody asks me where I'm from. Right. But if you ask a millennial that question, who's a waiter, then they'll get like, you're not allowed to ask me that anymore. Right. Right. Damn. Yeah. It's weird. Skate in the fence, baby. Yeah. Did you ever use to skate? I used to skate, yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I got those vibes. Yeah, I used to skate a lot, dude. I mean, my me and my guy had a cousin that we used to like just, he was a little bit older than me, but he had a car, so he'd take us to like little high schools and we used to skate like parks and shit. Yeah? Yeah, I used to keep a skateboard in my car until I was like 25, and then I was like, I don't have insurance if I hurt myself. <sighs> I know. Yeah. I still have a skateboard in the back of uh, my car. Oh, you skate. You do skate. We got to go to the park well. together. I'm not well either, dude. Uh, it's so funny because like when I skated, like doing like a 360 flip, you were a god. Of course. You know, but now it's like kids, dude, that's like the, that's like an entry level. Yeah. Like, so 
Yeah, if I you're think, not 360 flipping at age seven, then you're a loser, dude. Yeah, that's right, man. No, because the shit's progressed so much that I yeah it, we'd look like jerk offs at a skate park. But I mean, I'd like to go with you just to have fun. I'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to go with comics because you're being silly. You and know the what bar I mean? is so low. It's like we don't so have to be. Low. If you hit anything, you're oh yeah. yeah 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 yeah. So that's why yeah, I was never like fucking super good at it. You know, I just like loved skating. Yeah, you know, Grant's pretty good. Grant Cotter. He was good. Dude, he was real good. Yeah. Right? He yeah. did it for years. Does he still skate? Um, Sometimes, yeah. He I miss still Grant. Skate. I haven't seen Grant in a long time. I miss him too, man. We used to live together. Yeah. 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 You're roomies for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Grant's a good dude, man. I like him. Oh, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, Amir and I go pretty far back in the comedy scene. He's one of those people who I've always really admired when you go up your command of a room instantly you've always had that like even real even when i saw you 10 years ago you had this this thing about you where you could turn and command a room within the five seconds you approach the stage and it was always something i was like oh this guy's good i like this thank you dude yeah i appreciate it and i remember like we started kind of at the same time yeah like I remember throwback Jeremiah because you always like did dope shows and you'd always like be hustling. That's what I liked about you. You're like, there's a lot of guys that start comedy and they they just they just think that you just take shit, you, you know, right. without starting anything or offering a room or like, you know, that's like how yep. I would do it. I was like, hey man, I got a show, so if you know we can swap or you could do whatever. Sure. And I found that's how you get more stage time, and that's why I liked about you. You were like really serious about it, and you could find real quick who's serious and who's not. Oh yeah. Um, when you know when comics are brand new. And you were fucking serious out the gate. You used to wear that red coat. I remember the red coat, bro. You were like a master of ceremonies. You know, like I, I, you were like a dope master of ceremonies of like a fucking circus, you know, like, right. and that's what it was. And you were experimenting a lot. I remember that. I was like, this guy's taking risks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like jumping on the fucking ground and you weren't afraid to do that. That's why I liked about your shit. I was like, oh, that's fearless. That's good. Yeah. Because a lot of comics, they just don't have that part, you know, that, that they're like willing to go over the edge, even if it fucking bombs. They'll, they're willing to do it and then go like, okay, maybe I'll learn something from that and then do something better. And then you've evolved obviously to do what you do now, which is like, a, it's a, it took you to do all those things to get to where you, what you do now. Oh, for sure. Cause now it's like, if I do stuff that's physical on stage, it's at least, um, dialed in. It's right. not like, uh, like so like crazy where I like. I know exactly what my body's doing, if that makes sense. Right. Where I used to literally like flail. Dude, I but, I, flail. I, but I used to see it destroy. Like it would fucking <laughs> destroy sometimes. And then sometimes you'd go like too far, like fucking at 2.30 in the morning at the in the OR, you know, after Don Barris and fucking. Oh, dude. We're going in, but we're just learning like, oh shit, maybe this isn't the room for this. One. I know. I know. Like, I don't know how many times I ate it there. I mean, dude, we did those late night spots for years together. Yeah. Yeah. Those soul-crushing spots. Oh, my God, dude. Where it's just like one coked-up Australian guy in the back. Yeah. And you're like, oh. come on. You're like, fucking listen to what I'm saying, dude. Okay, come on. Just please listen to me, man. I've been waiting for fucking eight hours listen, to do this. I've been waiting all day for this, and you're not even paying attention to me. Yeah, and it's like, I look back, and I realize how dumb I was. Like, you know what I mean? Poor guy was fucking just having a vacation. Oh, yeah. Trying to have his good time, and, and then I was like, acting like it was my thing. Like, yeah. Every comic was waiting, just for like, I, I need a piece of that. <laughs> What a fucking thing you put yourself through for co comedy, you know? Yeah. It, it's like, you know, do you have you noticed like a lot of people now on the road? I think it's because it's so accessible with social media and everything that everyone wants to do stand up. Like everybody, you know, after a show, they'll come up. I get now like three or four people at least a show coming up and be like, dude, what, what do I do? I want to do stand up. 
I think it's because, like you said, um, with social media, people see way more clips of it than you used to. Think about when we were growing up, we only saw clips of Comedy Central and stuff like that. Right. So if you saw a clip, that meant you had a special. Yeah. Bottom line. So that pool is so much smaller than now people can put up pretty professionally looking clips and then you look and you're like, Oh yeah, I've been doing comedy six months. Right. It's and like, it's what? like, dude, it's so funny. Now I see like, I've been noticing this a lot on the road too. Like with guys that open for me, like everyone's got their fucking camera up yeah, and they're taping. And then they're like, maybe just doing some weird crowd work or some shit or like going like, Hey, where are you from? What do you do? Oh wait, hold on. What, what just to get like a fucking clip to go viral so they can have some like, do you ever, track. do you ever ask your, cause you're pretty like you riff a lot and you improvise on stage. Uh, do you ever ask your openers like to, to, I don't ask them to, I don't ask them to do anything different than what they're doing because yeah. uh, I, and I don't know if you're the same way, but when we were starting out and I would open for guys, I respected the dudes that were like, do whatever the fuck you do. Yeah. Cause they know, I, I know they're learning. I know that they're working to be, you know, get to hone whatever the fuck it is they're going to come up with or their voice yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So I don't want to be the guy that told them don't do something. Do you know what I'm saying? To stop their creative process of whatever it is that they're trying right, to do. Right, right, right. So I never told them. And, I, and like, you know, the guys I toured with that were like, dude, do whatever. Those guys were the best fucking guys I, I, I um, noticed. I was like, these guys, they, it doesn't matter what you do before them. It sh it's their show and the people are there for them. So they're going to kill it. Right. So, yeah, I don't really do that. It does kind of, it irritates me a little bit if they're doing it for like a, like a little dumb clip or something, you know what I mean? Like it's not, yeah, it's not, yeah, they're, yeah. not they're not going to do it for the show. They're just trying to get a little like fucking reaction clip. Yeah. That bothers me, but I, I don't give a fuck. I think they'll figure it out on their own. I will ask when I work with people on the road, I'll, I'll be like, just try to avoid like general crowd work. I said, I really don't want any of this. Do we have any birthdays? Do yeah, we yeah. like... Like I'm like I'd yeah, appreciate you riff, you riff a lot too. So I riff you, a lot, you do so I usually yeah. will talk to the openers and be like, "Hey, like, if you're riffing off of something, I want you to be present in yeah. the room, but I don't want you to necessarily be going be out of your way and fishing for stuff because yeah. I need that as an option if I'm doing an hour. Like, right. I might want to do that. Okay, like, and I don't want to open it up too early, and then like I can't even do material when I walk out on stage. So it's like that's what that's what I do. But nice. I get I get both sides for sure. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I mean, I also get the mentality of like a headliner who's like, do whatever you want because I'm going to kill no matter what. Right. But I'm also a little bit. I think it's cool. I mean, there's, I talk to guys that are both ways, you know, that yeah. I think it's cool if that, if that's how you like it, then fucking it's your show. Yeah. You know? I'm a and, little... and you're filling an hour. So like, it's like, I like to have it where those fucking guys will learn. And I think most of them do learn on their own like oh i shouldn't do this or you know sell a shirt for fucking i have a 20 minute set and the last eight minutes is selling my t-shirt plugging it yeah it's like dude you know i'm like and and sometimes i'm like am i going to be the guy to teach the lesson to the guy or is he going to learn it on his own from some other guy that's way meaner than i am <laughs> to opening acts that's a weird one just like with with because I'm, I'm still in the grand scheme of things a very newer headliner to the game it's just like the last couple of years really i've been doing like weekend after weekend like right. in that schedule and i'm it's every once in a while i'll see something like that i had to learn a really hard way that i'm like like you said i'm like do i take a moment yeah and and i'll sometimes just if if i can think of a nice way to do it i'll be like hey this is my experience this is unsolicited advice you can take it or leave it right. but and that's a catch-22 dude doing it like that you know because yeah. it because it's like you don't know the head of the person you're telling 
you know, when you're telling them that, because they could take it like, oh, this guy's just trying to fuck me. I'm just killing it. You know what I mean? Like there's some, right. there's a lot of ego with some opening, you know, like newer comics and yeah. shit sometimes. They're like, dude, I fucking Opening, kill- yeah. closing acts. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? They're oh, like, I'm sure. killing it. And he's just trying to tell me that. So I don't fucking, because I'm, I'm crushing too hard in front of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's if it's somebody that I can like, if I feel them out and I go, okay, they're cool and they get it, then I'll do exactly what you said. I'll be like, hey, dude, you know, just, you know, this is what my experience was. And if you want to take it, take it. If you don't, fucking don't. I talk with one comic who, because I used to do this uh, a lot with, um, between, I would use questions as segues. And in the you end up asking the audience so many questions right. where they're just like, I'm like, it's just, your show. Right. You tell us. You tell us, yeah, man. You don't, we don't, don't want to ask. You don't just have to anybody, keep asking. Yeah, it's like, anybody go to Whole Foods? Anybody go to Whole Foods? It's like, dude, it's not a fucking survey. Like, so I went to Whole Foods. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So like, I told them, I was like, eh, like, this is just my experience. Just give your set a shot like this next time right. without using those as segues and just see what happens. And his set literally improved so much. And he's like, All right, thanks, man. All right, yeah. I didn't know, I, was, I didn't realize I was doing that. I was like, yeah, sometimes it takes like an outside, like a fly on the wall just to observe like, hey, I've done this before. Let me right. offer something. I don't know. It was And it was like one of your opening acts? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. And he yeah. did That's way better. That's a great better. note though. That's a good note. Because I, I learned that by watching people and going like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't ask somebody quick. Because it was like weird. You see like they're asking a question and it's like the audience isn't supposed to respond to you. What, what do you want them to raise their hand or some shit or like? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> back to the fucking oh, talking seri- talking shop um, about comedy. We both, um, you and I both have a deep, deep love for wiener dogs. Oh Another thing God. that bond you and I. Yep, the doogies. The, the doogies. The wiener doogies. The wiener doogies. I love I, I love dog. your dog, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I love, every time you post a video, I'm like, fuck yeah, when you're home or something, with <sighs> yeah. your wiener dogs, they're the best, dude. Yeah, yeah, I want to, um, I want to get one for out here in LA eventually. It's so much work. It's like, dude, Doogie, I've had him for 16 years, man. And sometimes, and you know, it's so hard. Like if I didn't have my girlfriend looking after him or like Andy Kozell would watch him all yeah. the time. Like, dude, if I didn't have them, I don't know what the fuck I'd do. Cause Doogie can't travel after his back surgeries and stuff, you know? So yeah, it's, like, it's too much. I'd be fucked, you know? So it's like yeah. getting another dog is a really big responsibility, but I think about it all the time too. I'm like, God, what am I going to do when Doogie's not here? Yeah. If I, someday when I get like a house or something, I'd love to get wiener dog they're the best dude straight up dude i get sent videos now uh i also do you follow uh christina hutchinson on uh, instagram i don't think i do funny new york comic she has a very cute wiener dog and she'll post videos uh with her dog and it's just like this long (laughs) it's just like this long brown wiener dog that's got like a super long profile and i'm just like oh his name's kevin I'm a sucker for wiener dogs, like, man. Like, what a weird creature they are. The They're little, so those bizarre. Those little fucking arms, dude. Like, I know. Oh. Yeah, I just, I, I, can't, I can't, man. When I see them, like, sleeping, I just gotta, like, fucking cuddle. I just gotta grab them and squeeze them. Like, I want to fucking, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like, they give you this feeling. I don't know what it is. You it's know like, their original um, purpose? Yeah, to hunt badgers and yeah. shit. That's why they're all long and skinny to go in those to holes. To go in the freaking holes. And that's why they like to burrow. Does your dog like to burrow? Like, oh yeah, they just like they just start. Yeah, they like, like start digging, digging. on yeah, bed, yeah. like the bed sheets and stuff. They go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like their instincts, man. And then like, yeah, they like to burrow and get under and like get under the sheets and shit too, like that. So, oh yeah, like anytime uh, <laughs> my mom will be in her bed and she's like, foot long, come here, foot long. Yeah, <laughs> and he'll be on the bed and he'll run run and then he'll go underneath the sheets and he'll go all the way down by her feet yeah, and burrow. yeah. yeah. that's so great yeah 
Yeah, he's the best. Bro. I have ramps for him everywhere too, and he's like getting old. So he's like, we need to get some ramps for uh, Footlong. How, how old is Footlong? Yeah, he is twelve years old now. Oh damn! Yeah, you got to be careful, dude. Doogie got his like back surgeries at like yeah ten and twelve. We had uh, one wiener dog that uh, he passed away because he, um, I think he did something. To, uh, to his back and he had a seizure and then it just oh shit yeah yeah that because the, dude they're so fuck they're like not supposed to be like that long <laughs> no a no. dog isn't supposed to be that like so there's so much pressure on their you know yeah. spinal uh column like their their what do you call it backbones and stuff so they have like discs that slip all the time yeah and then it pushes yeah i think he had yeah. like a herniated disc and then it and that causes a seizure yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and you've seen a, like a lot of wiener dogs like in those little wheelchairs and shit that's because somebody yep, those back wheels yeah they didn't take care of it early enough or or it the disc got slipped so much that it um, yeah paralyzed him. we carry him up all the stairs now that's a good call because he he he's also tired now and he'll just look and go <laughs> and then we're like okay okay we'll grab you we'll yeah grab you. dude he gets like that too bro his legs like just give out after a while like if he's been on a long walk yeah. like he just can't like, like you know like, older dogs and their back legs like that's the first thing like that starts to get like a little weak yeah so yeah i gotta carry him everywhere yeah but i'm bored and he was such a badass it's like in his prime dude doogie was such a badass he like yeah. won all the, i used to live in huntington beach you know and then i'd cruise i had a beach cruiser with like a little basket in the front yes and i would put him in the basket but he didn't like being in the basket he wanted to be running on the side and like but it looked crazy because he was this little wiener dog and he was fucking just he, dude he was so just fast it. and he was like all muscle dude and then in huntington beach they have during oktoberfest they have like this oktoberfest thing every year and it's like um, they do wiener dog races at Oktoberfest. I've seen some of those online it, and they look so fun. It's so fun. So and you've Doogie, been in person to these. Oh, yeah. Doogie's won. Doogie fucking used to what? smoke these guys. Yeah, dude. When Doogie was like nine months old, I took him there because he was just, so, he had so much energy and like he was used to like running with me around like my my complex. Yeah. I'd be on the beach cruiser and he'd be like, with no leash, he'd be sticking right on my tail like this and just like in the complex, you know? And he got so like fast and strong, dude. I took him to this wiener dog race. It was my buddy Trevor, my like old college roommate. He came down and he, because you need someone to hold the dog and then you sit on the other end and you call him. So I'd be like, hey, come on, come on, dude. You know, like that. And Doogie fucking smoked everybody else, dude. Like, and these are like people that train their dog year round for that one the, event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like there was some one dude that was like serious about, he had like two or three wiener dogs and he was like serious racer. And Doogie just smoked all of them. And he won the fucking thing. Dude, one year I, you, you the the kind of person who trains a wiener dog for that event year round it's like cruel. it probably would have been soul crushing to them buddy it was soul crushing i could tell but and he was also a dick he'd like throw the dogs and stuff and you're you know like, what, what are you doing yeah yeah it was like not fun like he, we were doing it for fun yeah. you know we we're like oh doogie come like, on, this is try. silly like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. wiener dogs yeah. racing yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you know you have a couple of beers and have a good time you have your dog right. there this guy was like you know this Militant was his about thing it. yeah 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 he's like come on turbo get over here fucking turbo and all the turbo yeah the dogs are all named like bullet hey bullet you know he had like names for all of them that were like something to do with speed yeah you know so i was like oh this guy's a dick what's going on you're light speed get over here light speed faster than light speed Come get on. over here let's do this <laughs> Just d dudes who train their wiener dogs year round. Yeah. Listen, man. Listen, man. I got lightning. I've been training lightning for years. Oh, yeah? Yeah, bro. This is my wiener dog, Cataclysm. 
Cataclysm, man, I never heard of that natural disaster. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Cataclysm? Yeah. Well, man, it reminds me of a dog I used to have called Tornado. Oh, really? He was faster than all of them. Where I had a sister to Cataclysm, her name was Hurricane. Damn, all right. I like your style, man. Probably whooped a lot of people's asses. Oh, yeah, we really whooped a lot of people. Yeah, come on now. That reminds me of our brother used to have a dog called Lightning. Oh, yeah? Yep. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I had another wiener dog named Precipitation. That's a good one. Probably peed a lot. Probably had a piddle problem. Oh, he had a piddle problem for sure. Every time he ran past the finish line, squirt, squirt, squirt. You gotta be careful with them piddle problems, man. I remember, man, my wiener dog, Diggy, when you talk to him in a high-pitched voice, he get to piddling real quick. I had a, no yeah. lie, I had a dog growing up named Maple. A wiener dog who did that same thing. I like how we getting more serious now. Like serious. Serious, serious. Like because serious, serious. Piddling problems with wiener dogs is a real serious issue. It, it is. If you have one of uh, those high, those high-pitched voices. If you're talking way up here like this, it's just game. 100% chance of precipitation with that voice on you. Yeah. You're going to have a big old puddle shortly after you arrive home. I used to have a girlfriend come home and talk to the dog. Hey, Immediately, he'd lie on his back and shoot up a fucking, like, old faithful be pissing in her mouth. And did you tell her you're cleaning that up? Yep. <laughs> you just yeah. told her straight yeah, up, said, yep, you're, you're cleaning, cleaning that, that up. up. Yep, you're cleaning it up. Yeah. Yeah, well, dude. No, but seriously, piddling it was a big deal for Doogie when he was a puppy. He kind of grew out of it. Yeah. But, dude, he would, uh, when he got excited, he would piss. But I think that's a common... Uh, common thing for wiener dog. My uh, my buddy's mom, who uh, he would come over after school almost every day. Like my mom would babysit him. We'd hang out. Uh, his mom would come over at the end of the night after she got off work, and she'd be like, "Hi, where's Christopher at?" <laughs> dog instantly like pee right away. Just that high pitch. She's like, that Hi, Maple. How are you? And that was her speaking voice. Right. She wasn't even putting on a voice. She's like, "Hi." and like piss every single night and my mom would be like okay gotta, it's, it's hard to tell because everyone gets excited when they see the dog so they natural you know it does go up to a go, little hey, bit you might grab a, hey but look at this cute little baby yeah and immediately doogie would piss i'd get so so i'd be like dude you gotta like chill you gotta ignore doogie for like when i'd get home i'd have oh, to yeah. when he was a when he was a puppy i'd have to ignore yeah. him for like the first five to ten minutes which is impossible to do when he's that cute you know hey doogie <laughs> There's not gonna be any pissing around here, man. That's nice. It's nice to see you. When I use affection, I actually lower my voice. Dude, that I is dope. Sultry. Oh yeah, Doogie, it's been a long time coming since I got a little squish squish in my face from you. Little cuddle time. <laughs> it's amazing how good effects just make everything, dude. Like that, <laughs> that right there. I mean, that it sounded like you know you were on either in like one of those episodes of Gangland where the like the guy doesn't want to snitch. So oh he's right, like behind the black curtain. Breaker breaker one nine. We got a fucked up chuck luck suck fuck. Uh, uh, come again. Uh, come in, breaker. Uh, what was that one more time? Fuck sock over here. Um, I'm sorry, uh, you're breaking up a little bit. Uh, can you break down the code words that you're using right now? Yeah, so chuck fuck luck sock. That's a fucking 249 on a 646. Okay, I'm uh, getting word right now that we have a, a, a chuck luck uh, on the scene. We're back to uh, Dale and the chopper. Dale, can you repeat a little bit of the traffic cams that's going on right now? It appears as if we have a chuck. 
Chuck, Fuck, Locksock on the I-45, 405. I'm sorry, Chuck. It's been a long day, and I've been Chuck, Fuck, Locksocked all day. We're looking down here at the, uh, the overall traffic flow. has been coming in quite steady, and if you can look to the exit over at Kawanga, you can tell that there's been a high-flying Chuck, Fuck that appears to be inside the area, closer to and uh, within the uh, area known as Hollywood. Uh, so would you say that there is a lot of traffic in Hollywood at the moment? Uh, it appears to be so, yeah. So as, as if this Chuck Fuck Luck Suck does clear, uh, you will be able to, uh, uh, you know, uh, proceed as normal. If not, then you're going to have to take the alternate detour, which would be going the 101 to the 110. Now, who is this uh, Chuck uh, obstructing traffic that you keep referring to? Uh, it's a standard truck fuck luck suck and that in police code it is just one asshole who's uh room traffic for the rest of them okay thank you so much dale uh we appreciate the traffic update from you and the chopper no problem and we'll get back to uh regular schedule program i guess having a little bit of uh trouble hearing dale and the chopper right now but uh we'll get more from him a little bit soon later yeah i can't find you know how they always talk a little extra and <laughs> yeah, the yeah, mic, yeah. his mic wasn't on? Yeah, exactly. That's always scary, like, on flights when you hear them say something, like, off, like, oh, yeah. like, like, oh, the, the, the turbulence is actually, like, they say something like that, that you, like you saying, that it's not intended for everybody to hear, like, oh, this is the worst turbulence I've ever felt, or, like, you know what I mean, like, before Imagine they get off. Imagine they said that, dude. <laughs> Just real time, like like. I just shit myself up here, dude. I always watch them. <laughs> do, you, do you ever watch the flight attendants? Like I watch them. Like if anything's going on, I always like look at them to see what their like demeanor is to oh, see if I need to freak out at of all. Of course, if they like have it all together and they're like yeah, whatever, just, but yeah. like if they're like everything's under control. Yeah. Stay seated. Do not use the restroom at this time. I'm like, oh, this is a serious yeah. storm we're in or something. Oh, yeah. I've been yeah. on some edibles sometimes and where I've just like made up my own, like, you know, passed out and then woke up and fucking high and just made up my own like we're going downs. Really? There was one time where we were in a holding pattern, but it was over the fucking Atlantic Ocean or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, and they're just going around. You're just circling, circling, yeah, circling. Yeah, you're circling. But in my head, I was going, we're circling. The guy's just trying to keep the plane up. But like the engines are out or some shit and we're circling lower and lower until we hit the ocean. And because we kept going and I didn't know that it like, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And I had slept through the announcement that we're waiting to land, you know? And I'm like, Oof. oh, this guy's just trying to burn the gas. So when we crash, it's not so fiery. <laughs> you know, we're going down every layer of hell right now. <laughs> All seven layers, just one that's at a right. time, one, one at a time. One at a time, like a good fucking Super Bowl dip. It's, it's like one of them slides just keeps going in circles at one of them theme parks. And then we, when you pop out of the bottom, you land in a ball pit. And the ball pit is Satan's ball sack. Hell. Hell. And there ain't no coming back, brother. No, you can't come back once you're in Satan's ball sack or ball pit of hell. I like how our default voice is always this one. It always goes back to this one. <laughs> yes. That voice is so fun, though. It dude. is a come fun on. one. It's almost you're like Gary, Gary Busey-esque. Yeah, Gary Busey. Yeah. Now, Vag, you know what that stands for? <laughs> Vegans against giants. <laughs> he always does that, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, my brother like like did some sh tried to shoot a show for him or something like that. I don't know years ago, and uh, 
So I got to know him a little bit. And you know, his Stephanie, I guess it's his wife or something. I don't know. She does comedy. So he comes around sometimes. Oh, interesting. He comes to the club sometimes. Oh, and he'll really? sit there and he'll heckle the fuck out of you, dude. Like he doesn't give a fuck and he sits right in the front. I remember one time I was in the belly room and I was like, Gary Busey, like Gary Busey in the front row. And he's like, yep, it's me. You know what race stands for? <laughs> race. Rats against changing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, you know, he just heckled you out of the blue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's crazy. He's crazy, man. Did you but say had, Did he, you say from the stage, did you say like, are you Gary Busey? Or, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, um, you know, the belly room's weird because like people will come in that you don't think. Like one time fucking Mankind, you know, the wrestler. Yeah. He came in and he was doing stand-up. I don't know if you remember. He, yeah, yeah. He For was like telling stories and different stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was doing a show at in the belly room and it was just like the Gary Busey I could see him because he was in the in the light right. Gary Busey was in the bright light oh that's fucking Gary Busey there was no question it's him but with Mankind he was in the back and he was like lurching around and he he was talking all out I go what the fuck is this guy I go hey shut the fuck up in the back he's got the guy Mankind over here talking shit and then everyone went oh and it was him because he was like just got done with his set or something and he wow. was like talking, you know, in the back like excited talking or something and I was like oh shit sorry man <laughs> <laughs> that dude you've been heckled by some pretty famous people oh man i guess who, or, who, who, have you been heckled by anybody that's of note mm, not really no I, I i've told one story on, on the podcast before where i i was almost heckling an audience member because it was a late night spot like we were referring to at the comedy store and I was like being like, kind of like doing a thing where I'm like, are you not impressed? I'm singing, I'm dancing, you know, I'm riffing. Right. She actually was laughing and having a good time when I was like kind of ribbing her, like with her, she was like with a friend. And then I get off stage and Eric Marino was hosting Potluck that night. And he goes, hey, uh, dude, that's, Kel that's I... Kelly Clarkson, dude. It was Janet Jackson. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, great. He's like, Miss, are you Janet Jackson? Because wow. she had a fedora that was kind of low. And then she like went like this. Oh my god! Yeah, that's it. That means he's a fucking you know superstar. Oh, I know. And you were just talking shit because she wasn't giving it up. I do the same <laughs> shit. I do it to anybody, dude. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Fuck. And then I, you find out later, like the guy's paralyzed, you know, from the neck down. <laughs> you're like, I you're not even clap. giving it up. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're fucking. Gi I said, give it I'm up. Like, I wanted a standing ovation. I said, give it up. This guy's not giving it up. I'll do that shit. Amir, I really liked your show. It was great. It was great. And that's not even like a voice from his role. He just has that accent. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, where, where are you from? Yeah, yeah. Where are you from, man? Dude, dude. Where are you from? Man? I am from, uh, I am from Western Kentucky. That's a crazy voice. <laughs> dude, what if that was an accent that people developed? A robot? I think, dude, I swear you're, you're bullshitting like right now, but like, I think kids like being, you know what I was just talking about with my girlfriend last night? This is a side, but we'll get it together with the, whatever we were just talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. like that is, if you grew up listening to that voice. Like as, Siri and stuff like that? Yeah, all your, all. I mean, it, it kind of is fucked up now because the, the voices are getting more lifelike. But imagine if the voices were robotic like this. I think the kids would start talking like, you know, because they're in front of the screen all the time. And that may be what they learn as their language. That's, that'd be so to weird. To talk like this. To talk like this. Yeah, but I was, I was uh, what I was talking about with my girl was, um, you know, kids, how they're just always with the screen, right? Yep. Just like how the real world to them, like the screen of the, like it was, we were talking about the metaverse 
and all that shit you know like how people are going to be just living in this oh i know it's online weird, world man that like they're, they're buying not, houses and stuff yeah but they're not going to be able to process the real world i don't think you know i already see it like we were at a restaurant last night and there was a kid with the screen just oh right here like like a baby so the baby's reality is that screen you know what i mean I mean, yep. almost out of the womb like their reality is going to be the screen all the time yep and then when they take away the screen how, how did the fucking did they process the real world even their eyes like I, I was hearing two different things one my buddy jero who cuts hair he's 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 um my, my buddy comic you know jr cruz yeah yeah so he he cuts hair and he told me these kids necks have not developed muscles you know like our necks how how it keeps our head up what? because dude they're like this their heads are down all the time so right not- so that back the neck muscle you have here it's not getting developed so they have this fucking thing where he's trying to cut their hair and their heads just just falling for like they can't keep it up what like younger kids their head just keeps falling forward and he keeps trying to place it and they keep going like that uh so it's like that's it's horrifying terrifying. dude it's like and then and then also kids are I, I read a study about their eyes their eyes are becoming um it's almost like they're fucking it we're what do you call it uh evolving to like where we can't see far because the screen's so close so their kids eyes are not developing fully because they're so focused close all the time so they've got their yeah they've got their whatever near side yeah it's yeah whatever a, it is it's like they yeah. can't when they when they stop looking at the screen like their so eyes, every kid is going to be nearsighted i think yeah and it's they're going to have trouble seeing like far away and shit because their their eyes have just adjusted to looking up close dude it's gonna be a weird fucking thing in like 20 years when these kids grow up and shit like to see what happened you know why we got strong necks sucking up in star <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> looking up at the stars dude what the fuck man <laughs> all right <laughs> i mean you know we had different childhoods man yeah, dude, it was a different time it I was guess. a different it was yeah. a different time yeah, it was a real different time yeah it was, it was more chill back then it was more chill dude <laughs> who's asking nobody was telling <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh. man no but you were saying looking up at stars is why we got our when next? was the last time you looked up at the stars um dude i always do it on that trip you know, and like if you go to Joshua Tree or something and you look up yeah. at the stars, that's some I mean, real looking up at a, the stars. It's a blanket of stars. It's so, it's just like another world because Powerful. there's no light pollution. You know, here we can, you look up and you can't really see the stars as much because there's so many other lights and shit, right? It was a I, clear night the other night in LA and I looked up and saw stars and it made me so happy. It was like, yeah. you know, it made me oddly happy. I was like, I haven't seen a star in so long. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I'm enamored by like how many fucking stars there are when you get to that stretch like out you know, on the 10, going to like yeah. Joshua Tree or something. And like, I remember one time, one time actually Matt Edgar and I were driving, this is so funny. We were driving um, to, I forget, it was this is years ago. We were going to the comic strip or something in, in El Paso. And Matt was coming to open for me and he, we were driving and we we're having so much fun. We were just high as shit driving. And we kept thinking, we kept thinking that we were seeing shooting stars go over because we kept looking up. And it was just moths in the light, just like moths going over That's the car. So and then and then finally we, we were just so we were so like taken back by this fucking all the stars of that you know, on this particular night. And then we go to pull over to get gas. And we're getting gas and we're me and him were just gazing at the stars, going, dude, look how dope this is, look how big the world is. I mean the universe, like look how crazy it is. And we're looking up and it's just gorgeous, man. And then and then we hear like like a ri- sounds like a like a little river, like a running river. Yeah. And then when we turn around, 
and the gas has been overflowing out of the gas tank like for the last like three minutes that we're watching this it like you know his i don't know what was wrong with his car but it didn't have the thing where it goes tick and it stops the gas so gas is just fucking pouring and i'm smoking a cigarette and i'm going dude if i touch a fucking bit of ash to the ground this could be the end of a movie <laughs> dude the story was dragging i didn't know how to make it any more exciting than it was so I lit up a cigarette. So I lit up a cigarette somewhere inside of there. And I, give me a dollar. Give me a quarter. Do you so, remember Schizo Surfer? Yeah. Yeah. Give me a dollar. Give me a quarter. So that's what I had to do with the, the cigarette. I had to. I had the cigarette that was lit, and then I I started to put it inside my mouth, and, and I, I extinguished it. it with my tongue, and I swallowed it for the greater good. For the greater good. <laughs> <laughs> so the gas station wouldn't explode on me. Yeah, yeah, because there was. Me mad in the gas station attendant to save. I'm a regular hero. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a, a road gig with Sandy Danto once, and we were driving up to uh, uh, Reno. And there's a lot of hills on the way up, like kind of mountain-esque uh, on the way up there. And this never, and it's only happened once to me. It hasn't happened since. We bought a bunch of snacks, like potato chips and stuff like that, like on the way up, and we're driving. Dude, we thought we got shot at or our tire blew and it was one of the bags of chips that popped from the elevation <laughs> it literally filled up like a hot air balloon and then went like so loud like we both went ah! what did you guys did you oh you both like audibly screamed yeah we both were what was that Whoa. and then we look back and, and then like we we start to smell something we're like is that the chips that's funny yeah that's great crazy dude you ever had that happen on an airplane where where the elevation pops something. Yeah. No, but I've I have heard of certain elevation where women with bad breast implants, oh my God. it'll pop up a, a, a boob. No way. Yeah, like a bad if it's back in the day bad surgeries, you know. Do you remember that? They'd have like they'd have like I remember there was a doctor who was like putting in like, you know, padding underneath a carpet. Yeah. There was some doctor that was like installing that into chicks' asses and tits. Really? Yeah, don't tell anybody. Dude, you know what I heard? What's up? I heard that there was a doctor that was installing whoopee cushions inside <laughs> tits, too. So every time you squeeze them, <laughs> this doctor, get this doctor a show. Because that's hilarious. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> that's so good. Dude, this comic, I, I don't know who it is, but it's from Orange County. And it was before I did stand up. And I saw him like when I was like 12 years old. Yeah. Maybe 12, 13 years old, something. And I remember the joke. And it was a joke to do with my grandma just got breast implants and they used helium. Okay. They used helium. And uh, I thought it was crazy because she's older. She's like 90 years old and, you know, she got helium implants. So I asked my grandfather, I go, Grandpa, what do you, what do you think of these new implants? And he goes, oh boy, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a classic like 80s style yeah, joke yeah. And, you know and what then, I mean? dude, then i saw the guy like years later i was doing stand-up did you ask him about the joke dude i i yeah i forget his fucking name dude but he's an older guy that lives in um orange county and then like i was doing some orange county competition like funniest competition or some one of those competitions for bill word did you you did a lot of those starting out yeah i did yeah yeah it was a good way to like you know make money right yeah yeah yeah, I'd like I mean, do all all those competitions. And you're you're good at them. 
<laughs> you'd win. You'd win them. Yeah, luckily I would. I would, I would win some of them. Yeah. Yeah. I've only done a couple comedy competitions, but the one that I did, I did uh, Big Sky. Uh, I got second in that. Hell yeah! And that that opened up some doors as far as like meeting some people like in the industry and stuff like that. So that was that was cool. Yeah, those those are fucking like even that one was really good. I mean, Lucas made that a pretty big big festival. Yeah, like, I mean, he'd get decent people going out there. Yeah, comic wise and industry wise, so it was a good way for people to get like representation or you know yeah get looked at from um you know different parts of the industry. For sure. You know, like I think Richard from Comedy Magic would go there. So he'd bring a couple guys down to Comedy Magic if he liked them. Oh, yeah. I think that's probably where I originally met him. Is to be it? Honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Richard's a great guy. I love that guy. Yeah, man. Uh, I want to get into this next segment with you. It's called Wig. <laughs> wig. Hi there. Oh, yeah. Here we go. This is so dude, sexy. Dude. We look like Ow. genuine Muppets right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, brother. Did you get hurt by the Tinder swindler? Yes, I'm a Leviath. At first he said that he was such a nice guy, and to me he mean Amsterdam. So I met him, and then we... We had such a fun time on the private jet, then all of a sudden he asked for me to give him $8,000. Well, the Tinder Swinder said to me, <laughs> basically, that his mom had died and he need money for the funeral. So what I did is I, I wired him $32,000. That's so much money. I know, for a funeral I didn't think of it, I was in love. but. I think if the timeline serves me correctly, shortly after you wired him the money, we was on a private jet over to Mekanos. Are you saying that my money for his mom's funeral paid for your private jet over there? It sounds, it sounds to be so. <laughs> because if I remember correctly, that private jet cost us $32,000. Right, he, told, he showed you the receipt? He did show me the receipt. The son of me. <laughs> That's who we are, dude. Two girls that were had by the we team. We were Tina Swindler. Allowed. Tinder Swindler. Listen, I was looking for true love, and then I was Tinder Swindled. And to be honest with you, I just wanted some connection deeper than I was finding online. And that's when I met Simon. And he was a good boy at first. And then all of a sudden, he became very cold with me. And I believe it was after I had given him the money and I had maxed out my American Express credit cards. After I wired him money, it's like I became ghost. Yes, that's the same way I felt. We should get together and start a group called Women That Was Taken Advantage Of by Simon Lafayette. I would be interested. Yeah, you have to be interested. <laughs> I remember when I saw his bodyguard for the first time his name was Peter he had asked me this he said Peter hurt and asked for me to send money for him and I realized why am I paying for his hospital bills if I don't have a health insurance off myself Simon said 
to do this. Simon says to do, do that. that. Simon, Simon says, says to do, do this. All of the things. And so I listen because when Simon tell you to do something, you do it. And that's what we were taught as kids. We were all taught uh, it's really uh, like a problem with the school system. When Simon says to do something, you do it. So that's how we were tend to swindle is just really from the childhood lesson. It's really not our fault. And it wasn't because we were greedy bitches like everybody is saying we was not greedy we was just trying to help out and do what Simon says. Simon said he had rat infestation he needed cleaning I gave him $32,500 why is it $32,000 with me every time I don't know. I think once he realized that he could get $32,000 he just kept asking you for $32,000. That was like his minimum with me. It was and don't blame yourself because a lot of times people want to blame the victims but we was it wasn't our problem it was his problem problem and what, what happened to him when he was accused. Have you ever been swindled by a Tindler? I was Tindled by a swindler but never swindled by a Tinder. Ah. Yeah. Uh, I guess sometimes in life we have to realize what our lot is. And when I got had by Simon I realized that not all love is real. I thought love was a fictional character until I met Simon, and then I realized it is in fact a fictional character. A fictional character that has a really nice dick. Oh, the pictures that we sent, that was really the reason why all of my bank account went bye-bye. Yeah, because of all the stuff that was false, there was one thing that was absolutely accurate, and I think that you can acknowledge this as well with me. How about we say it at the same time? His Dick pigs. Peak. We try that again. Uh huh. His cock. Okay, one more time. We will get this. Okay. His fonsen. Okay. Maybe we are not on the same page. We're not. But we can agree that his sausage is very long and. Fat. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, I felt something for him because he always had that look in his eyes like he needed a new prescription for his glasses. And there's nothing more sad than someone who is not fully seeing the spectrum of what can be seen. It turns out that we were on the spectrum the whole time. Mm. His dating spectrum of lies. He had lies that he had lies to us. He has so many lies to us. And that's why I wanted to do this video for warning other girls not to ever get involved. Listen, if a guy has big penis and he not like you for you, but he wants money, maybe avoid. That's the truth. And if we can teach anybody anything, is that men like Simon Leviath have no place in the Twinder. Because if you want to look, you can always swipe to the next person. And if they ever make an inclination of they need some money or something, you have to qualify. I just met a nice guy in the metaverse. What's his name? Polaroid. <laughs> have, have you been on a date with Polaroid? Yeah. How was it? Was it, did it, did it take time for him to appear? Let's just say our relationship is still developing. 
That was a good one. Caught me off guard and everything because I was thinking of other stuff I could joke with with Polaroid. Like, did he shake you or something? <laughs> All right. So if there's any people watching this out there that are almost been swindled by Tinderless, then you got right. And please send us a comment in the comment section to let us know what was the tinder, what was the swindle that happened with you yeah. and if you were in any case got taking advantage of yeah thank you for watching don't don't be swindled <laughs> that was great <laughs> it's still developing God damn, oh Jeremiah, goodness. that was hilarious. Um, we have reached the final segment of the oh, show. Oh, there's more segments. There's one, one final segment. Wunderbar. This segment is called Sax Talk. Oh. Sax Talk. So there we were in Phoenix, Arizona. Quite a lovely place, and I was with my buddy, and good friend Andy Cozell. We were doing the Tempe Improv and we decided to do a couple shows and had a good time. And during the shows, I met a little lady. She was a bit of a freak, to say the least. She was wanting to party and hang out and Grab my crotch within the first five seconds of meeting her. There comes Andy. The show's over. He goes, we're we going back to the hotel. But I was talking to the girl. Girl goes, well, wait a minute. I want to go to the hotel with you guys. I said, are you sure? She said, two guys, something I handled before. I said, I said well, this sounds kind of weird, but I looked at Andy. I said, I'm game if you are. She grabbed both of our crotches at that point. So we get in the Uber. Uh, girl's in the middle, Andy's on one side, I'm on the other side. Andy looks over and gives me and gives me a thumbs up. And the girl abruptly puts his thumb in her mouth. I wish I could say my boner had gone down a little bit, but it had not. We get to the hotel. I don't have my key. But Andy does. So we go over to Andy's room. Immediately the girl starts kissing me. And I can't refuse the advances. I continue to kiss. I say, hold on, bitch. Let me get some music going. 
So I grabbed the Bluetooth speaker that Andy's got over there. I link up my phone to the Bluetooth speaker. Andy's made his way over to the couch. Getting more uncomfortable by the moment. I turned the Bluetooth on. I said, let's go. The music is kicking. The girl says, pull down your pants. I said, what? And she goes, I want you to videotape me. And I was a little thrown off. But I said, shit, you only live once. Let me get this camera out. So I get my phone out and she rips my pants off and I said, now I get my camera on her and now I'm in a porno. And she's just going to town and I'm not even there almost. I'm just a person witnessing a porno happening through the screen of my phone. And I get excited and she goes, let's go to the bed. And meanwhile, Andy's in the corner on the couch still. I look at him and he gives me a thumbs up. I said, please stop doing that. So me and the girl get to work and the camera's still going. And in the melee, I was pretty excited, so I came kind of quick. Now I'm done and I go to get off the girl and she goes, no, come here, I'm not done with you. I said, hold on, bitch. I gotta go to the bathroom and clean myself up. I look over at Andy. He looks over at me. The girl looks at Andy, looks over at me. And I say, Andy, you're up. And the girl goes, bring it on. And I go, shit. This has gotten way weirder than I anticipated. So I make my way over to the bathroom and I say, you know what? I'm going to hide out over here for a while and let them do their thing. So they get to doing their thing and all that. While I'm sitting in the bathroom, I don't know if you've been in the bathroom, but there ain't much to do in there. I'm taking inventory, looking, make sure we got towels. I'm looking, we got shampoo. And everything is done. It's like, what the fuck am I to do? I said, oh shit, let me look at these videos that I just made out of nowhere for this fucking girl. And I'm looking at my phone and watching these videos. I'm going, what the fuck is going on? And I'm looking and I'm going, shit, I can't believe I was doing all this. And all of a sudden I go, why is there no sound? Why is there no sound on these videos? I was, I was there and I heard sound. And then I realize the sound is playing on the Bluetooth speaker. 
that's out in that room. And now Andy is having sex to this girl. Now Andy is having sex with this girl. To the soundtrack of me having sex with this girl. And that was one of the weirdest sexual interactions I ever had in my life. Life on the road as an early I would have never done that shit today. So much work involved and everything was weird about it. I had my friend in there, so I thought it was okay, and she was a freak. But that shit ain't okay. Pussy tits and shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think I think we did the thing. <laughs>